Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The Pilates Alliance of Australasia have a growing number of student members joining our organisation each year. They are the future of the Pilates industry and bring with them a fresh approach which is invigorating and inspiring. The PAA is dedicating a podcast series to students to share with you a snippet of some of our student members' journeys, their experiences, thoughts and views shared with our community of Pilates professionals, advocates and members. Oftentimes, it is from students, both those engaged in formal training and those that regularly attend studio settings, that professional instructors and trainers learn the most. Their ability to provoke teachers to develop their teaching practices, improve communication skills and search for answers to unknown questions are some of the gifts that students offer. I'm your host, Daniela DeFabio. In this podcast episode, I will be joined by Cecily Hemp-Hill from Melbourne. She has recently completed her Diploma of Professional Pilates Instruction with National Pilates Training. Cecily, welcome to the show and thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. You come from a dance and musical theatre background. What drew you to the Pilates method and what are some of the reasons you decided to undertake professional Pilates training? After I finished high school, I started studying musical theatre full-time for two years. I was in and out of dance gigs and wanted to find something in between those gigs that I could feel just as fulfilled in. I wanted to find my thing in between that I could do, like when I was on stage or performing. That gave me just as much fulfilment. I had done quite a bit of Pilates training with my dance as I was growing up. So I decided to enroll in my cert in mat and reformer. I completed that probably about three years ago. After that, I wanted a little bit more, was ready to delve in a little bit deeper. And that's when I enrolled with National Pilates Training for my diploma. What have been some of the highlights of your course with National Pilates Training so far? First and foremost, any of the sessions with Katrina Edwards. She's incredible. She comes from a dance background and works with the Australian Ballet. So I find I could just pick her brain for hours. Aside from that, a session that really stands out to me is our pre-postnatal with Kath Banks. I had done a little bit of pre-postnatal training in the past, but this dove in a lot deeper than I had done before. I was gripped the whole entire time. I was hanging off every word she said. I found it fascinating not having been pregnant myself. I was amazed at what the female body endures during that time and then how us as Pilates instructors can change our approach to follow along their journey, giving their body what it needs at that certain point, and I found it just really stuck with me. There's a lot to be said for working well with prenatal and postnatal clients. I've done pre-postnatal studies myself, and for me, it was really interesting to find out about small things like body temperature rises and body changes. The spine takes a different curvature. It's great to see that the National Pilates Training Diploma focused on pre- and postnatal clients. You did mention Katrina Edwards, but aside from your current Pilates teachers or people from NPT, who are some of the mentors you admire within the Pilates industry? Ben Rashley was my work placement mentor. I not only acknowledge how my body's changed since working with him, doing one-on-one practice to start off with and now group sessions, but also I like how he challenges my thinking, knowing that I'm an instructor 
and phrases things in a way that I can see things from an instructive perspective as well as a client putting my body through the paces as well. So he's been super influential in my past 12 months coming through my diploma. And really recently, especially with online and how much that's becoming a major part of our lives, people like Benjamin Dagan Hart and Leslie Logan, people who have an online platform who have really developed it in such a different way over the past 12 months with the pandemic. So I look to them and see how they do things and think about how I would like to do things going forward with that online platform, keeping true to the Pilates method. It's great to see that you are continuing your own practice, having one-on-one sessions, and also that you're looking to learn about this digital well-being because I know it's something yeah. that you're already involved in, which I will get to mm-hmm. shortly. I'm sure you've learned a lot through your study programs. Could you share with us a discovery moment that you've had that illuminated something about either your personal Pilates practice or your role as a Pilates instructor? A really big light bulb moment for me was very early on in the course, we were doing a workshop session, a practice session, learning about the barrels with Katrina Edwards. And coming from a dance background or coming from a fitness background where I thought I always had a really good idea of, I knew my body. I knew what my strengths were. I knew what my weaknesses were. After this session, my mind just flipped because for a long, long time, thought I had a really strong core. That's what I can always come back to. I think I've got a really strong core. I decided to come to light in these workshop sessions that I was actually unable to release my core at all. I found that what I thought was my strongest point was actually something that was limiting my movement because I was just holding onto my core all the time. I wasn't allowing the release. I wasn't able to breathe to my full potential, therefore limiting my movement and things like extension work. So that was a massive switch for me because I went into it thinking, yeah, this is what I know is my strength to, wow, it's actually been limiting my movement for quite a long time now. Since then, I've done lots of work on releasing my core with Benjamin Rashley and Katrina helped me out as well. Now I'm discovering different movement and mobility that I hadn't experienced prior to that. I think that's an interesting point because a lot of people come to Pilates Mm -hmm. wanting to be taught and toned, but learning how to release, even if it's a pelvic floor exercise, we want to engage, but we also want to be able to release and we want to know when to let go of muscle groups so that we don't create overactive muscle groups and then obviously that promotes an imbalance. It's almost harder because I had to do a lot of undoing and then relearning all over again, as opposed to coming from this place of release, I had to learn to release and then build those building blocks upwards from there. As dancers, I teach a lot of Mm. dancers. I come from a dance background. I've noticed, as you said, there is a lot of undoing because we've been conditioned and trained in a particular way. I think that could also be said of other sports. The body's trained in a particular way. And then when you start Pilates, you need to strip back there in order to relearn how to work the body. You have quite a following on Instagram. Tell us a little bit about all of that. It actually crept up with the pandemic last year. I've always wanted to start an Instagram page to share, be able to connect with other Pilates instructors and things like that. But then as soon as we went into our first lockdown March last year, I was just like, this is the perfect time. I'm just going to do it just start posting some small little workout clips, start connecting with clients from the studios that I had worked at, creating a place that I could 
not only connect with my co-teachers, co-instructors, but also the clients that I was no longer going to be able to see for the time being in the studio. So it started there. I was just doing small little five, 10 minute little workout videos, tips and tricks and things like that. And then I started doing live classes. And then once we came into our later lockdown, that's when I started up my Zoom Pilates classes and was running about four to five a week, pretty much all the way through from July till December last year. And with the lockdowns this year, I've started them back up each time we've come back into a lockdown and still I'm doing them now. It just gradually grew as I went. I think because I had been working at a few different Pilates studios, I had a few clients join on. But then at the same time, I have some people who join my classes who I've actually never met. They've just found my Pilates page through Instagram and have joined on that way. And I've had them throughout this whole entire nearly 18-month period. So that just gradually developed as we went along and it came out of nowhere. With your Instagram followers, do you find there's a specific demographic people from a particular age group? Probably from about 20 to probably up to 40. I have a a diverse range of some younger men and women. Then I also have some people who are parents. Online really works for people who are mums and dads because they do have that luxury of being able to jump on at home when they do have homeschooling and things to manage as well. So that age bracket of 20 to 40. From there, though, I have some people who are complete beginners who always wanted to start, thought this was the perfect time. Then I've had people who I've been teaching for a long time. So it's definitely a mixed bag. If anybody is interested, tell us how they can find you on Instagram, Cecily. My Instagram handle is at Cecily Does Pilates. It's an open page. Anyone can jump on and have a look. I've got a range of small workouts there, some Zoom schedules if you'd like to join me as well. Talking about online, what are your thoughts on online education and Pilates classes versus face-to-face interaction and how were they incorporated into your study program? Well, in terms of my diploma, I signed up once lockdown had started. So I kind of went into it knowing that a big chunk of it was going to be online. When I first started, about a good six months was online because I enrolled in April and we didn't get into the studio for a good consistent run till November. I definitely knew that was going to be part of it. I had thought first signing up to it that we would be in the studio sooner because at that point, no one knew it was going to happen. I think there's definitely a place for both. I learn best when I do things on my own body. So for example, everything didn't sink in when it came to the studio repertoire until I was able to get in the studio and put it on my body and then fully understand it. Up until that point when the theory side of things, I found it easy and really great to be able to work at my own pace, doing it online and making my way through things. I think that they complement each other really well. I do think you can't beat that face-to-face human connection that you get in the studio. I love being able to chat with people before and after class and do hands-on corrections that I think are super crucial to the Pilates method. I think that we're very lucky at the same time to have that online space. So we can switch between them when we need to, or if one works best for some and doesn't for others, I can appreciate both. Do you see any gaps in the Pilates industry for students? Talking about online, knowing how to market your Pilates business or studio online and how to create the same 
feeling or that same connection and interactive experience with clients from online. Over the past 18 months, that's something that's grown a lot. Still, I feel like we're all learning. It's still being workshopped in a way. I think being able to know what your goals are, what kind of approach you'd like to take to your brand or to your Pilates business and being able to put that online in a way that serves your goals and your beliefs. I think that's really important for people to learn from the very start. Something else I thought about is being able to use small apparatus to create similar experiences to that of the studio equipment. I've been doing lots of work again with Ben on how can we use what I have at home to create exercises that I've done on the Cadillac or exercises I've done on the barrels and delving into that creative side of it. I think that's something that is great to learn at the start. So you have these options and you're not just limited to being in the studio. You have that creative play there as well. That's a very good point. Thanks for sharing, Cicely. Now, you attended the PAA conference. Could you share with us one of the highlights of, of the conference that you attended? I've got quite a few different highlights. I was at the roundtable discussion about Pilates with the digital age with Benjamin Dagenhart, which I found really fascinating to hear different perspectives and people who are from different states and how it's affected some people being online and how it hasn't affected others. That was definitely something that was an important conversation that the industry should have going forward because it is timely to have those discussions. That was definitely a standout. Also, I did the voice and speech skills for Pilates professionals with Fran Hoyt. And a lot of that looped right back around to what I did in musical theatre training to do with voice and breath. It was great to be reminded of that because, yeah, there's just so much stuff that was like, wow, I totally forgot that we even did all that work all these years ago. And I didn't realize how much I can utilize that in my Pilates instructing. I also experienced quite a bit of jaw tension. She gave great jaw release exercises. So I found that really fascinating. I loved how that looped all the way back around to where I started my Pilates journey and going back to my musical theater training. That sounds like another little discovery moment you had. Totally. We all, as instructors, have our little bag of knowledge and sometimes I have things tucked away right down the bottom. Then 10 years later, I'll pull it out and think, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. One thing she said to me that really stuck was about thinking to the very end of your sentence and being able to have that breath support there to get you through to the end, having that intention when you speak, as opposed to just speaking and feeling like you're out of breath. So that was just something that I remember learning and doing so much work on. And I was like, wow, how did I not think to incorporate this earlier in my Pilates teaching career? That was fantastic. And it is quite challenging, especially if you're teaching classes where you're demonstrating, to talk and breathe and demonstrate is more draining, I think. Thanks for sharing that with us. Cecily, I thank you for having taken the time to be part of the PAA podcast student series. It's been a pleasure to have spoken with you today. And on behalf of the PAA, I wish you all the best with all the ventures you have going on. Thank you, Daniela. It was awesome speaking to you today. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. 
Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. And remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.